Knock, knock. Who's there? Happy. Happy who? Happy to see you. Waka, waka, waka. They say laughter is the best medicine. The best medicine for what? It's not like you're going to go around curing cancer with knock-knock jokes, you know, or, or, or anything like that, right? Humor can only go so far. But where comedy comes into play is it can be used to bridge a gap between the uncomfortable and the comfortable. It can be used to discuss or at least start to discuss an uncomfortable situation or an uncomfortable trend or misconception. This is where comedians come into play. They're just not up there telling jokes. They're actually making you aware that there is an issue that needs to be addressed. But they do it in such a humorous fashion, it can be easily overlooked. A lot of the comedians, especially the more popular comedians, they deliver their comedy in a form of observational comedy, right? They take everyday phenomenon that is rarely discussed or even noticed, and they're able to deliver that to you, or at least make you aware of it, in a humorous fashion. It's comedians like George Carlin's, Richard Pryor's, that talked about social and political issues, and even Eddie Murphy, before he became mainstream, discussed issues in society that folks found humorous, but the victims of certain issues and and certain trends, they saw it as being humorous as well, but still, it was an issue that needed to be discussed. So, (laughs) So your comedian wasn't just up there telling jokes, he was actually engaging in social commentary, which is the rhetorical means to provide uh, commentary on issues in society to the greater populace. And that's what we're going to go into today. We're going to look at a particular comedian's work, uh, Jerry Seinfeld of The Seinfeld Show. We're going to look at how the show approached the language barrier from what would appear to be a white woman in a Asian nail salon. All right, so let's get right into it. All right, and before we begin, uh, if you like the content and if you'd like to see more of it, please feel free to hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, That lets me know that what I'm putting out into the world is actually accepted and that we need more of it. So let's get to it. So our comedic case study for this video It comes from the Seinfeld show titled The Understudy. Uh, It aired May 18th of 1995 to almost 30 million viewers in the sixth season of the show's run. The show ran for nine seasons. So there's a bit of popularity here. If there was a problem with this episode, someone would have made it known. Someone would have had this thing. (laughs) Someone would have had the episode pulled from the airwaves, but it wasn't. It's still in the box sets of your Seinfeld DVD collections. Okay, you could watch it for yourself. But for today's purposes, we're going to chop it up. We're going to keep it short. We're going to explore the interaction between Elaine and the nail salon technicians and how she overcomes or at least tries to overcome the language barrier. All right, so stay tuned. Miss Elaine, you late. I know, I know. I didn't have a change for the bus. Nobody will give you a change in this city. So they threw me off the bus. 
Oh, but you have to wait for Lotus now. Well, how long is that going to take? I have like a million things to do. He called you in Papa so. Bye, 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 what is so funny? Uh, sunny tail, uh, knock knock joke. <laughs> Alright, straight out the gate. From beginning to end, I think the funniest part of this entire episode was when the first nail technician uh, tells Elaine that Sunny told a knock knock joke. I was dying. I was dying. That woman's delivery was on point. But that's neither here nor there. Just to briefly discuss what actually happened here. Elaine showed up late. Uh, she missed her bus. She explained it to the nail techs who immediately started to clown her. Calling her poor, uh, princess, being very sarcastic. But they're not doing it in a way where Elaine can understand it. Yeah, you don't know shit. And for some reason, they know that she can't speak, that she doesn't understand what they're saying. And who's to say that they ain't clowning everybody else up in there? How many other people can speak the language that they're speaking? Uh, I'm not sure if their nationality or their ethnicity, but they're comfortable to the point where they can talk trash to folks to their face with no ramifications, just reckless abandon. And rightfully so, Elaine, she has to take a seat. She don't know what they're saying. But later on, she expresses how she doesn't feel comfortable when they do this to her or when they start speaking in a language that she doesn't understand. She thinks that they're talking about her. She finds out almost immediately or maybe the next day or maybe at the next appointment, they were talking about her and they're so bold about it. So what happened here? Elaine is effectively being ostracized by these women. So they're excluding her from the conversation. She's a customer. She just walked in. She's trying to get her nails done, and they immediately exclude her. Who's at fault here? Is it Elaine or the nail technician? So according to YouGov America, 75% of Americans have no second language. And of the remaining 25%, 58% of those people, those bilingual folks, speak Spanish. The odds are Elaine has no idea what they're saying which is proven in this episode, but in a realistic sense, yeah, you don't know shit. This may have happened to you, okay? This may have happened to someone you know. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the nail salon, but uh, this country is a melting pot. There's plenty of different cultures intermingling, uh, lots of interactions, and lots of different languages being spoken. Like I said, Spanish is the most dominant here. Everything else is just sprinkled in. I'm sure some people, someone out there, has experienced the uncomfortable experience of being the only one who doesn't understand what's going on in the conversation. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Yes. Hello, everyone. Hi. Um, this is my friend Frank. Oh, what would you like today? Manicure? Pedicure? I'll take a manicure. I don't take my shoes off for anyone. What's that? 
What'd they say? What'd they say? They made a derogatory comment about me. Where's my tail? I heard every word you said. You got some nerve. So in this clip, Elaine returns to the nail salon, uh, but this time she's with Frank Costanza, who speaks Korean. It's off to the races, right? The nail technician begins to clown Frank now, talking about his appearance, calling him poor, and even now the other nail technicians join in, even more so than earlier when they did with Elaine. But Frank ain't having that. Frank lets him know, hey man, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not having it. So we have to ask ourselves here, why are these technicians doing this? Right? Like I said, this episode went out to 30 million people. 30 million people watched this episode with no problem. That means 30 million people have a similar experience with this. Not just in a nail salon. But hell, it could have been in a used tire shop or some convenience store or even on public transportation, right? Where languages are being spoken, you don't understand it, you may not understand it, and it makes you uncomfortable. So, of course, you would reach out for assistance somewhere. I've never seen people treated like this. So, you broke in a spy. Now, take your dry Brisbane nail out and get out! Clear clip. The nail technician does not approve of Elaine bringing in what would appear to be a spy. She does not like the idea of being found out that she's been clowning people this entire time. So what she do? She ends up getting hostile with Elaine, kicking her out of the nail salon, and telling her don't come back. What did Elaine do wrong here? Why was she treated like this? Who knows? And as a matter of fact, this this is a bit of a parody on the recorded videos that we see in mainstream media these days. Whereas all we see all in these fight videos, in these videos of recorded assaults, uh, recorded abuse, all we see is the event, okay? We don't see the lead up. I think Bill Burr had a bit, right? He had a set, whereas he discussed, it's not right to hit women. But at some point you have to ask, why did she get hit? Okay, I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah, I, I think that's a valid statement. And again, this is where comedians shine. Plenty of things happen in the news. All we see is what's recorded. We never see what's actually led up to it. And in this sense, uh, we don't know what Elaine and the nail technician, uh, what sort of exchange they had in the past. All we know is that for some reason, this nail technician and her girls just don't like Elaine. Hello, Elaine. Welcome. <laughs> See you inside. Okay. okay. Good. What happened? Well, I felt bad about the spying, so, you know, I got him tickets to the show. Oh, that's nice. All right, I'll see you later. So, what show? Uh, in the episode, Bette Mittler is performing in the play Rochelle, Rochelle, right? And everybody's excited. And this was Elaine's opportunity 
to sort of mend the fences and bury the hatchet uh, with these nail salon technicians, right? The main one and her girls. So she got these guys tickets, uh, hoping that this would make things right. Ladies and gentlemen, at this evening's performance, the part of Rochelle will be played by Janice Graham. In this final clip, Elaine and the nail technicians turn their seats when they get the bad news that Bette Miller isn't gonna be performing the part of Rochelle Rochelle. And that's where my homegirl, the nail technician number one, gets straight up gangster. She turns around, she's like, no bad midlife. So my homegirl nail technician number one, she's like, no bad midlife. And she she was noticeably upset. I don't speak her language, but I would guess she demands satisfaction immediately, right? She ain't having it. Yeah, man, she's uh very much unsatisfied with what's going on. And right there, uh, the disrespect starts flowing again. Immediately, they switch back to a language that they're comfortable with, that they know Elaine doesn't understand. They're yelling at her. And they get out of there. Elaine made an attempt to mend the fences, make this thing right, you know, form a bond with these ladies, and they just don't like her. And like I said before, we don't know what happened before this episode aired. In the world of Seinfeld, we don't know why these ladies don't like Elaine. All we know is that they don't. All we know is what's happening now, not what happened in the past. Now, if we had to look at all this from top to bottom, can we say that these ladies are, you know, just hostile towards Elaine? To Elaine, maybe so. To them, it could be just a culture thing, whereas this is how they interact. We don't know that. If we were to look at it from a professional uh, stance, if we were to look at it from, from an etiquette perspective, then we have more information that we can go on. So from an etiquette perspective, more so a social etiquette perspective, we see things in a different light. Uh, according to the site Emma Fashion, social etiquette is the etiquette of speaking a foreign language in front of others. goes on to explain that you should try to put yourself in the shoes of the other person, see how they felt. Use common sense and always remember the three qualities that stand behind all social manners. Show consideration for people around you and make them feel inclusive, not exclusive. Elaine was made to feel exclusive. So was Frank Costanza. Show respect by using the language that everybody else can understand. Throughout the entire episode, the entire interaction, uh, the majority of the exchanges between Elaine and the nail technicians was in a language that Elaine could not understand. They were very disrespectful to both Elaine and Frank. The article goes on to say, uh, show honesty by not hiding behind words, but using words as a bridge to communicate. Okay, Elaine actually did that. She used her words. She used the language that she knew the nail technicians understood, offered up tickets to the Rochelle Rochelle play. 
the nail technicians accepted the tickets, showed up to the play, spoke in a language Elaine could understand. But when things didn't go according to plan, Bette Midler wasn't showing up. They immediately reverted back to this hostile behavior towards Elaine. Like I said before, and I keep saying it again, we don't know what happened before these exchanges. We don't happen before these interactions in the world of Seinfeld. All we know is what's recorded, what's being put forth in front of us. And when we take what we learned here, how communication and the language barrier is a big role in uh, everyday interactions, when we take what we know here, juxtapose that on top of the Stop AAPI Hate Project, the report that was delivered to Congress, we see some disingenuous data that's put forth here. Uh, the types of discrimination the Asian community are saying that they are experiencing is verbal harassment. It was 65.2% of the types of discrimination was verbal harassment, with another 18.1% being shunning. And what followed next was physical assault at 12.6%. Now, obviously, this episode, this show doesn't show physical assaults, doesn't show violence of any kind. So we wouldn't see that. But the way the the nail technician got hostile with Elaine uh, for bringing Frank along, who's to say that it would not have led to violence? Who's to say that it wouldn't lead to a physical assault? So who's to say it would or wouldn't? But what this episode has displayed for us is the comedic expression of the Asian community engaging in behaviors that they themselves would claim to be the victim of. I think that's very telling. Like I said, this episode went out to 30 million people. 30 million people watched this show with no problem. 30 million people experienced this episode, laughed at it, saw that there was no issue because it is something that they themselves might have experienced one shape, form, or another. No one saw a problem with this because we all have experienced it at some point in our lives. We can't look at single instances of discrimination or hate and claim that to be the trend and and claim that to be the only side for discussion or exploration. We gotta stop summarizing judgment based on video or a particular narrative. Okay, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to look at things under a humorous lens. And we're just gonna leave it at that. Hopefully today's video highlighted that what the Asian community says that they're experiencing is something that everyone else has experienced. Like I said, this country is a melting pot of different cultures, different societies, all functioning in close proximity to one another. Okay, to say that one is being victimized more than the other without looking at both sides of the issue, that's a problem. And it may be a problem that humor can solve. Yeah, (laughs) be sure to hit that like button, share and subscribe. If you wanna chime in, maybe add to the conversation, share your experiences, be sure to do so in the comments section. I think the, the more information, the more we can share our experiences with one another, the more sympathetic and understanding we could be towards one another. All right. Peace.